everybody to the Hemp Happy Hour, October the 7th, 2019, recording in Josh's apartment. Uh, we're, we're doing the Hemp Happy Hour on the move now. Shout out to uh, Lexington Community Radio. We're no longer recording with them just because there was a time slot that I wasn't able to fill, but we are in rainy Lexington, Kentucky nonetheless in my apartment today uh, doing some recordings for the episodes that you will hear likely before this if you listen to them in order. Uh, there's an episode from, uh, three episodes from the Southern Hemp Expo, uh, one with some dudes, uh, that kind of kicks off the expo and then I had, uh, had enough interviews to do two full episodes of just, just females. Uh, did, a, did women at the, or she's at the she, uh, the Southern Hemp Expo abbreviation, obviously there is she wanted to catch the females there, talk about women in hemp, talk about females and cannabis a lot. Uh, just a lot of different things, a lot of good guests in general that I've been trying to get on for a while and then. When I had the radio show and trying to get people to call in at that exact time was always tough and everybody's busy. So, you know, being able to record now at these shows is very beneficial. We've done it from NOCO this year. We did it at the Southern Hemp Expo, and then we'll have those three episodes posting probably this week uh, while we're recording this, so the week of October 7th. And then we had one show where I got a couple interviews at the uh, Expo East, Natural Products Expo East in um, uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Got Dr. Duffy McKay, who's our new CV Science's new um, chief or uh, VP of Science and Regulatory Affairs, and that was a good interview. Got some folks from the natural products industry and some different uh, kind of angles on the hemp industry, views on the hemp industry, if you will. That was a good show, but now we're, I'm obviously recapping this because after that, we're going to have this show, which is kind of a special edition. Uh, this is not going to have a ton to do with hemp, other than maybe we'll laugh about some hemp stuff that happened a couple of years ago when we were roommates, but we're going to have Arthur Hancock, who if you guys listen to the show, You've heard the Wookiee Foot Shuffle intro, outro, and every break and uh, every uh, every show, basically, since the inception of the Hemp Happy Hour. Because when I started this, I used to live with Arthur Hancock, and he's he was the Wook Master. He started the band, the Wooks. You guys talked, shouted out WookOutAmerica.com thousands of times on this show. And uh, we uh, he's been on before with, I think, who, Harry and... yeah. Harry and somebody else, yeah, so. and uh, we talked about it before, but we've had a, a the last couple of weeks, and I'll get into kind of my travel, you'll, you'll hear it in the other shows, we went from a summer in California to um, basically back in Kentucky, and then Nashville for the Southern Hemp Expo to Baltimore for the Expo East, and you'll hear all that in the previous shows if you listen, but then from there, I flew home on Friday afternoon from Expo East and uh, went out to Arthur's farm where he had a, a cool band out at stony point jamboree which if you, uh, i think you can find it on facebook right it's on instagram instagram on instagram stony point jamboree which is a barn that arthur's turned into a cool music venue and if you listen to the show you know i used to live with him we had a house we called it wook manor uh there was a room with beds we'll get into all that in the show but nonetheless started there uh two weeks ago two and a half weeks ago on friday night Turned into the Florida game on Saturday, which we won't talk about because Kentucky lost. Uh, but that was the first big game of the season that I attended. And then the next weekend was kicking it on the creek. My girlfriend and I both were lucky enough to attend kicking it on the creek on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, kind of going in and out, not camping like most folks, but uh, doing the, uh, the 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 yuppie version of <laughs> kicking it on the creek and glamping. going in and uh, the glamping and going in and out. Uh, but for for various reasons. But nonetheless was an amazing time. We'll talk about that. From there, we uh, worked all week and then went to Colorado on Saturday and stayed in Boulder with uh, my good friend Graham. Shout out Graham Carlson. Uh, and basically had a good time Saturday night hanging out at his new house in Boulder. 
And then Sunday night was Wooks Go West or uh, Appalachia on the Rocks. Appalachia on the Rocks at the Cervantes Ballroom in Denver. We rode in from Boulder, and my buddy said, how many people from Kentucky are going to be here? And I, I, I way underestimated. I think there were 600, 700 plus people from Kentucky in that ballroom. And it was just a, a fantastic show. We'll talk about that. Capped off by Tyler Childers at Red Rocks the next night. And, ta- well, not to mention Town Mountain and Robert O'Keen, who we've talked about Town Mountain numerous times on this show. If you know me, Robert O'Keen, we've been listening to that since we were teenagers. And uh, I've seen him a handful of times. And then Tyler, who we all know I've talked about a thousand times on the show. And, just as exploded into the atmosphere career-wise. So we'll get into all of that. And then we'll talk about what Arthur's got going on with kind of his new stuff. But before all that, like I said, shout-out to Lexington Community Radio. No longer doing this show on there, but all community radios, there's so many good shows, good people putting out good uh, podcasts, good music shows, good just things to listen to and keep in touch with locally. I'll certainly keep in tune with some of the shows like uh, Wix Picks, uh, and from Lexington Community Radio, Matt Wickstrom, who's Arthur's been on his show recently, and uh, really trying to help you know celebrate the local music scene here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, things like that. If you're out there listening, uh, check out your local community radio uh, in Lexington. Here, it's the Lexington Community Radio, but wherever you are out there, community radio is a cool thing, and uh, it's kind of like NPR with a local flavor. So check that out. Uh, but this show, Hemp Happy Hour, you can now go to hemphappyhour.com, find all the shows. We've stepped up our uh, iTunes and SoundCloud to hopefully start getting more ratings and things like that. We're hoping people will go in there and rate the show. Uh, we've found out that this is the number one hemp podcast in the world. That's not saying a ton, but um, <laughs> right now we're on. We're number one. We're gonna stay number one. So go out there, and give us some ratings, tell your friends about it because it's not just hemp. We're gonna do cool shows like this with music now that we're kind of out on our own. And I've got this travel gear and I know how to use it. I mean, this is working apparently. It looks like it's recording on my. Uh, computer screen and all those shows that I did from the Southern Hemp Expo and Expo East work so we're off and running Um, but Hemp Happy Hour always check out the Facebook page we now have Instagram and Twitter I'm at Hendrix Hemp on those things you can certainly follow me and as always the music on this show is brought to you by the Wooks Wookie Foot Shuffle is the song you hear Arthur Hancock's voice is the uh, the voice you hear in those songs and we're going to have him on today but all episodes of the Hemp Happy Hour powered by CV Sciences makers of Hemp Makers of hemp industry-leading brand plus CBD oil and proud supporters of the blossoming hemp industry, as well as leaders in educating the world about hemp extracts and hemp CBD. You can find find them in thousands of retail outlets across the country, as well as at pluscbdoil.com, and learn more about CV Sciences at cvsciences.com, and learn how you can balance the system that balances you and harness your human potential today. So, that is my long-winded intro that I always do. We're not going to talk hemp. Uh, there's enough going on in those past three episodes, and you're going to hear another episode right after this that will catch you up to date in about mid-October uh, on the hemp front. But if you want to hear hemp, turn it off because we're not going to talk about hemp other than, like I said, maybe laughing at our some some history uh, between the two of us. But so I guess, Arthur, you and I kind of reconnected. We had met a couple of times in college through some mutual friends while you were at Vandy and I was at UK. Uh, but we reconnected through – Griff Fan Meter, who does the Kentucky for Kentucky. Shout out to them. Uh, go to KentuckyForKentucky.com if you want to get cool Kentucky gear. Um, but we kind of connected and we started chatting. I was living at my dad's house that had just sold. I also hadn't made money in about a year and had just gotten <laughs> the job with, or just been kind of accepted the job uh, with CV Sciences, I guess, shortly after we moved in, but was in negotiations with folks uh, to actually start getting paid to be in the hemp industry. And you were 
kind of decided not to do the farm stuff. Arthur's uh, family does the thoroughbred horse horse farms at Stone Farm. Uh, but you were get, kind of getting in the, mu- in the music stuff. And the Wooks had been around for how long? I guess about a, sum- a full year. Maybe a year, yeah. It just it was in the, the early stages of everything. Because you guys actually started at Festival of the Bluegrass the year before we moved into Wook Manor, right? Yeah. So what year would that have been? 2015 okay, was so when we moved into that house. Yeah, so we started in 14, I believe, with the band and played a gig and then decided it was fun and wanted to go on and keep making music and then from there we just you know kept rolling yeah and the wooks are still rolling obviously but the wook manor we moved in in 2016 and it was just you and i i think i lived there until the following october so a year and three year and four months or something but that room that we had upstairs had like five beds in it so i saw you posted not recently and you can check out arthur at at the insta wook yeah. Uh, on Instagram, but I saw you posted the picture of the guest book that started when we moved in. And we would have people come through, friends and different folks come stay with us from every all walks of life, really. Um, but then bands would come through and stay if they were playing at the Burl or playing at Cosmic Charlie's. And you had that list of all the bands that have stayed there, everybody from Tyler Childers, who we just talked about a little bit and we'll get into later, but uh, Town Mountain, Della May mandolin orange it was a it was a crazy list of bands and that kind of got me really more exposed i mean i always loved music i was already totally into the sturgill simpson and all that stuff when we moved in but but because of the wooks and you and because of that house i mean that's really my whole now music has become my outlet my release i love going to live music shows and all that stuff really you know credit to you for that but that was just a kind of a crazy year and a half there it was nuts uh, <laughs> i just looked at that post and I think I counted 35 bands in the last, you know, five years that have stayed. That's not every weekend, but it's often. Yeah, and a lot of those I'd been I'd moved back here to Lexington, and I was just coming out there to hang out at my old house because yeah. I knew there was a cool band in town, or leaving Cosmic Charlie's and riding with the band out there. Yeah, we did that a number of times from Cosmic's and also from the Burl in Lexington, riding out and hanging out, and it was great having you there. Well, uh, and you know, talk about the Burl. I mean, I think the Burl deserves maybe more credit than any. Uh, establishment here in Lexington of late, uh, really pushing this whole Lexington music scene, and we'll talk uh, the Kentucky music scene is where I want to go with this because it started with Sturgill kind of hitting, and then Stapleton is big, but I mean the Wooks and now Tyler. I really want to talk about Arlo McKinley because oh, yeah. I'm blew your mind, huh? Yeah, he's, <laughs> I'm like so into his music right now, uh, and then John R. Miller. I mean the list goes Geno Seal. It goes on and on now from Kentucky, and it's really kicking on the creek. Has a lot to do with that. The Wooks have a ton to do with that. Uh, I think Lexington, I really, like I keep saying, I want it to be the next Austin. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you won't have to go far if you want to hear some good music. So the Burl has definitely been a major player in the last few years with bringing good music to Lexington. Um, it's a great place to hang out if you haven't been. The patio wraps around the whole building. It's an old, like, rail mercantile scene. It's yeah. all wood, beautiful stained glass, and, and good drinks. So, um the Wilkes have played there. We actually did like a – we'll jump forward through history. And I, when I departed the Wilkes in March, we did our farewell shows there for me. And um, we did two shows there and sold them both out. It was killer. Yeah. That was great. Having a bunch of kids in a bar at 6 p.m. <laughs> playing music. We did an early show. But um, the Burl's the Burl's been killer, man. There's a lot of great music coming there this fall if you're not familiar keep a lookout yeah that's the, that's the spot to keep a lookout i mean manchester's tried and and they've had i have my beef with manchester 
with the sound. But the you know Lexington is trying, I think, and Cosmics with their relocating and trying to deal with all that. I think the music scene is really trying in Lexington. Um, to take advantage, I mean, Railbird's something that we, we should probably add to the list of things to talk about because I thought that went off without a hitch. It was incredible. And David Helmer's hats off to him. I mean, that, I mean, and everybody else involved. I know he would want to thank him a million people, but I told him at Kicking on the Creek, that was amazing. And to see Tyler play to, you know, 12,000 Kentuckians or whatever, get a key to the city, it just shows, you know, how far this whole music scene has come in Kentucky. And I'm, like I said, it's a credit to you guys. So, Enough with the, the his, history lesson of how we got to be, be friends and, and how this whole music thing started. You, like you said, you departed the Wooks in March, and uh, I thought you were going to go back to the farm. But I did, man. I did. I did it for <laughs> seven months. Um, and for anyone that's a farmer, you know, I sympathize. It's tough. It's a tough game. But uh, I did that for seven months, and, and after playing music for four years, almost five years full time, I just can't get it out of my blood. And, uh, it's the lifestyle, the schedule, the just everything about it gets me excited. So I, I definitely enjoyed my time working again with my dad. But went, uh, went, made some music in May, um, while I was still working. Kind of just thinking I would just record some stuff because it felt good. You know, it's fun right. to record. Uh, and and then ended up figuring out that you know I needed to stick with the musical path and. Uh, Recorded that music and got it out here at Kicking It on the Creek. We did a release there. That was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to the Wook Nook for selling a bunch of my CDs in the crowd. You got one in my car? Yeah, you got one in your car. It went well. Um, but but yeah, you can also get the CD on everything. iTunes, everywhere. CD yeah. Baby's got physicals. You get it on Spotify, all that stuff. Go listen to it if you're out there on the interwebs. I'd appreciate it. It's, it's only five songs because, like I said, I wouldn't really had, I didn't have a plan. Uh but it went well. I really enjoy listening and making the style of music that I'm doing now. And I'm planning. I just wrote a song two nights ago, and I'm writing for a record to record here in the next couple months. Nice. It's going to be cool. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's called Live from Hillbilly. Alive. Alive. Alive from Hillbilly Central. Now, Hillbilly Central is a, a real place. Yeah, man, and if you've been paying attention to Ken Burns on yeah. PBS, the documentary they have going now, the country music documentary, there's a big piece on Hillbilly Central, which is now Compass Records or Compass Sound Studios on 19th Avenue in Nashville, right off Music Row. Um, most notably, Tomball Glazer, one of the Glazer brothers, uh, made it into what it became and they recorded the Outlaws there, so Waylon Jennings and all that stuff. And um, John Hartford recorded Aerial Plane there, which is a seminal record in acoustic music. Uh, Norman Blake recorded there. The list goes on. And a lot of the music you hear now uh, making, winning awards in acoustic or bluegrass music are recorded there. Molly Tuttle, Rob Ikes, Trey Hensley, Michael Cleveland, The Wooks. <laughs> We've recorded there with Allison Brown. Um, a bunch of killer artists. Yeah. So they have a great roster and everything. It's That's pretty dope. Um, so I just saw Man. Speaking of the Southern Hemp Expo, shout out to Morris Spiegel. I saw Mandolin Orange at the Ryman. You were there. That was, was a pretty dope show. That was incredible. That was somebody that came through Wook Manor and twice. And I think either. they played uh, when they came. They played Stony Point. That was the first Stony Point Jamboree ever. I was. I don't think I was there for that. Was for, I? I hope you were there. Maybe you weren't. Well, that 4th of July, that was the first one ever? No, it was Mandolin Orange earlier in the spring of that year. Oh, that's right. I think I came to that one. Yeah. I got the barn cleaned out and set up. and 
That Fourth of July was like Delamay and oh, that was Kyle killer. Tuttle and all those guys. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we had a show Fourth of July that year with Jason Carter, Alan Bartram from the Traveling McCurries, Kyle Tuttle, formerly of Jeff Austin Band. If you don't know this music, this is just a history lesson. Go get it. Jenny Lynn and um, Kimber Ludiker from Delamay were there. So these are all these are all Grammy winning and Grammy nominated artists. It was pretty cool to have them on the farm. Yeah, and that was just like a Fourth of July party. For just us. rager. That's that was that's kind of the that's the real history lesson of the book, man. <laughs> that's just kind of how it went down. But uh, you know, so we, you got that happening with Mandolin Orange. Um, so you recorded your album. You know what's happening with Arlo, and he, he I think he needs. I don't know. He's got to have another album in the works. He's got one, and there's big news coming for Arlo McKinley. I can't say it on the radio or the internet, but one of these. Soon you're going to hear some big news. Google Arlo, Arlo McKinley for yeah. the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Just see what happens. Um, Sturgill's got his new album out, which is insane. Uh, I mean, insanely good. And yeah, I love that it, they're all different. And I think this is so cool. Have you watched the video? I haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix, I guess. Yeah, but. I haven't either. That's like in my plans when I have a good hour to sit down and do something. Uh, I've been running like crazy, but that's nothing new. I think... Stur- I mean, for people who don't know, you're out there listening. People listen to this thing in like Ireland and stuff. Sturgill Simpson is from Kentucky. Chris Stapleton's from Kentucky. Arlo McKinley's from Kentucky. Tyler Childers from Kentucky. All the Wooks used to be from Kentucky, except uh, Galen and now Harry's from Harry's out of state. Not. And George is from out of state, but the heart of the Wooks is Kentucky. CJ and Roddy still still rocking. Um, John R. Miller, maybe one of the one of the better songwriters I think out there. I mean, I just got to hear the end of his set at kicking it. Cause is we he from late, West Virginia? That's what I, that's what somebody said. Right. I think he is. Yeah. He's a traveler though. So you see yeah. him all over the place. Coulter Wall's been hanging out in Kentucky. Um, Grayson Jenkins has got some good stuff out there right now. Local so honeys. The local honeys. Um, who else? What are some of the other females from Kentucky? Oh, Kelsey Walden. Kelsey Walden. She just released a killer new record on Oh Boy Records. With John Prine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's um, what's CJ's old Newtown? They're Newtown, a great band. Newtown's great a band. band. So yeah, tons of stuff out there. Arthur's got his stuff coming. I just think there's this thing. Like my buddy said, we were in Colorado. He said, "Man, there's something happening here." And it's not just Kentucky. Like, what's his name um, that played in Colorado? Was from Alabama. Rich Henderson. Uh, yeah, the long-haired guy. Yeah, Rich. Yeah, he was cool. He's hanging out in Colorado. There's a bunch of dudes up on a mountain at about ten thousand six hundred feet with a no electricity or self service right now. Love Rich that. is up there. Love that. Shout out to those guys. Um, but then you got Buffalo Wobs, um, all these people that you see it kicking on the creek, and then you traveling around. I also want to talk about from the Wolf Pen. Yeah, you got to check that out. You got to you got to check out that coming up. But there's just a lot I want to get to. So, kind of piecing through this, let's talk. We talked about all, you know all these people are Kentucky music or you know West Virginia, uh, Town Mountains, North Carolina. There's just a big scene happening kind of in the South. I mean, really all over. Uh, certainly in Colorado as well, but this this not what you hear on the radio music, right? That's the point. It's the playing music that's not getting played and figuring out these new avenues to control what, what you put out there. I think that's what's happening with these guys. Sturgill just announced he's t- doing a tour with Tyler next year. That's, that's going to be. I mean, I, I don't even know how, what to do. <laughs> I'm just going to maybe quit my job yeah, and travel around. <laughs> can, I, can I be y'all's like roadie? Um, yeah, I texted with Jesse uh, Wells about that. He was like, man, the good things are happening, buddy. I was yeah. like, yeah, they are. Um, but kicking on the creek. So this was my second year. Last year I just flew in on Saturday morning, came down on Saturday afternoon, stayed up all night with, with you and Tyler and uh, Robert Greer and everybody just, just experiencing it, just soaking up every minute of it. And then certainly slept all day Sunday. But uh, 
that was amazing. I've talked about that on the show before. This year, second year, didn't have the way the way it fell. Didn't have any travel, so I was around uh, all week. Girlfriend in town. Obviously, it's like an hour and a half away. Trying to figure out, you know, how to do it um, with everything that's going on. So with work and everything, we just decided we're going to go down Friday afternoon, come back Friday night, go down Saturday afternoon, come back Saturday night, and just try to get as much as we could done because we're both kind of behind on work and trying to catch up on some things and so getting to see the evening shows i saw sonora may was amazing um you played your stuff the, the first night with town, uh, mountain. with town mountain uh john r was good arlo was i think the best uh, i give arlo the the award because i mean tyler was great tyler's always going to be great but last year tyler was you know knocked everybody's socks off and singing down low last year and all that stuff which he also did at red rocks that's a only two times that's ever happened live. Yeah. That's what I heard. Um, so I think kicking on the creek, we just need to talk about, wow. I mean, what <laughs> what, what an experience. And you can tell more than I can. It was 1,500 people in a holler on the Roberts family farm, which is Wolfpin Branch, which you sing about in your – Heard a song about which it. Song, is that the – Wolfpin Branch. Fourth song? Yeah, fourth on the Fourth song on the album. It's just look. I'll let you let you talk. It's just uh, there's a certain type of people in the world, and you'll meet them in all different walks of life and all different businesses, ever you know, all across the world. But it's just good people, and when you do run into those kind of folks, you want to spend as much time with them as you can. And the Roberts family and all the people that associate with the Roberts family are salt of the earth, hardworking, and love music, and promote music and support music in a way that you know harkens back to the kind of the family of the Grateful Dead type vibe just mind the shine Creek kicking for the weekend folks are hollering on the way in county girls let it all begin this should be a crime we call whoop and branch little city like you know, people buying merch, selling merch, wearing merch, making merch. You know, there's fan clubs all over the internet now for these bands. I love it. I che- I, the only reason I check Facebook is because of the Tyler Childers, the Wooks, the Town Mountain fan pages. They're so see fun. what's happening. Yeah, there's all these people just loving the music, and it's great. And Byron Roberts has a ton to do with that, um, and his family, and his son Kenton, and his daughter, and his wife Kelly, and uh, their whole family. And- we gonna whoop it. 
started a birthday party for their son for years and Kenton's younger than me but we're buddies and uh, Tyler was trying to make a record needed to raise some funds so Byron basically cooked a bunch of hogs and put a Tyler on a wagon on a small stage or that they built you know or something like that and he played for about 450 500 people um, everyone ate all the food they had a great time Tyler made money and uh, was able to produce a project that we none of us have heard because it didn't make it. You know, he went ahead and recorded again, and we're, we got Purgatory, which is one of the best things I've ever heard. But Byron started this deal while they had such a great time. They were like, let's do it again. You know, so it's been six years now, right? F or six, including the first year. This was the fifth annual, kicking it on the creek. But there was a year prior where Tyler played and people hung. Um, the Wooks have played every year of kicking it. She's been killer. I was glad I got to do that this year with Town Mountain, um, play some of the tunes off the record, and I did a tune with Electric Wooks. But um, you, if you can go to Kicking It on the Creek, or if you can even like send them a message on the internet and just say how you doing, <laughs> you need to talk to them because they're they're incredible. Well, that's what you know. You read all the reviews. Definitely check out CaptureKentucky.com. Uh, Jonathan does a fantastic job. I ran into him in Colorado. Obviously, ran into him at the uh, the show and. Uh, here in Irvine, and I think the recaps are all pretty much the same. It's like there's just a bunch of ha happy people sitting around listening to music, having a blast, and hugging each other, and just loving each other, and that's what Byron says when he goes on stage. He's like, look, this place is about loving each other. The rest of the world's out there fighting each other, eating each other, having different opinions, and letting it carry way too much weight in how we think and how we act. This is a place where that all goes away. Yeah. And you feel it as soon as you drive down that long dirt road and the collar kind of opens up and you start to see the tents and the cars and you drive all the way back behind Byron's house and you get out and you just start to hear this music and see all these people that are genuinely having a good time. And it really is where the music support, like you said, meets, like you said, the merch and the buying merch and selling merch and people want to support these artists. They, Whether it's a $10 CD that some wook's selling for yeah. Arthur or a $25 hat that I've been wearing around. And I, I wore it, literally wore it both flights to Colorado and back, just hoping I'd run into people that would be like, hey, hey, you know. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool last year when I saw Tyler open for Margot Price at the Ryman. How many Wook shirts, how many John R. Miller, how many laid-back country picker shirts that there were at that show? Because, like you said, that's how these people survive. I mean, I, I pulled my – my girlfriend out front of the stage and, and we were there was a certain band that was playing and I said, you know, this is these these guys sign autographs in some places. But we're talking about people that probably only 
you know, make fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year after all's said and done, because there's five band members and there's expenses to traveling and hotels and all that stuff. There's not a ton of money money in music until you get to a certain level, and so it's the appreciation that these fifteen hundred people and the Roberts family and myself included all have for these artists, because. You know, like you listen to that Joe Rogan podcast with Sturgill Simpson, and he said we were doing 300 shows, you know, for a year or two there because he said he had a kid on the way and he felt like I got to do this. I got to make, make it. it, you know. And he said, but it was unhealthy. And he said, I'll never do it again. And he said and that, you know, we were making a lot of people happy. He said, but what expense? And they had, you have, eventually you have to find a fine line between that. But to the to the artist's credit, you know, you are making so many people like me and, and so many other people happy because we get to – go to YouTube and watch the video of Tyler opening it up at, at uh, Railbird or, um, you know, go go find the any album that you want at any time. I mean, people ask me, oh, I think I was in California and they tried to log into my Spotify. And I was like, I don't really know what my Spotify login is. And they're like, what do, you, what do you do for music? And I was like, I own it. <laughs> yeah, go, I was like, go to my iTunes library. And they were like, oh my gosh, look how many like albums I own. And some of it's rap, some of it's, you know, it's all different types of music. But I think buying music so buying merch and all that stuff supporting artists like i said going to the show that's a big deal because there's and you know there's multiple reasons for that jeff cox i always give him credit obviously for the always go to the show moniker but you know it's like yeah always go to the show because if it's worth it to go see tyler at red rocks that's one that's like the extreme of it and then the other extreme is always go to that tuesday show that arthur invites you to because his buddy's in town like Kyle Tuttle by himself, whatever, because you're going to see something that's going to blow your mind, yeah. and you're going and music is going to, you know, I think it definitely helps with the whole psyche, right? Oh, it's there's only uh, eight chords in music, supposedly. <laughs> well, that's the you know the scale, but I think it uh, interacts with your being in a way that we don't obviously understand. Yeah, it's pretty killer. Feel the music. Yeah, um, kick it on the creek. You know, Byron reached out to me a while back and said, uh, hey, I want to do this thing. And similar to, you know, front porch sessions or you, you, people do all kinds of different sessions on the internet and Sturgill's done the front porch and the, they do the tiny desk with NPR and that kind of stuff. And he said, I want to do it, but I don't want it to be sessions. I just want it to be from the Wolfpin and his former Wolfpin branch. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, yeah, that's an amazing idea. You know, Buffalo Wobs wants to do one, and a couple other people, the Wooks and Arthur and maybe Tyler. And I was like, this sounds amazing. And we got a, we got a cave and we got a waterfall and we got a mountaintop. And I said, okay, what, what do you need? He said, well, you know, we these artists come all the way out there and they stay for a couple of days and just just the grocery bill alone is not that cheap. And I was like, oh yeah, well yeah, let, let me figure out how to sponsor this. So. CV Sciences and Plus CBD Oil are sponsoring these uh, special release music videos from the Wolf Pen. Uh, there's one out there already, or two out there already. One is um, Buffalo Wobs, and it's on the top of a mountain. It's a really cool setting. It's just kind of getting you excited about what else we're going to do with some of this stuff. Uh, the second one is you're kicking it on the creek video kind of it's not necessarily a, the, a from the wolfpin thing but we yeah. took um zach remind me zach curry zach curry cool kid uh took his uh, video and that's another thing about kicking on the creek if you haven't seen the documentary on youtube go and watch the documentary that zach put together of interviews with byron and tyler and arthur and these guys talking about what it is and what it means to them as artists because that's the other thing we didn't talk about is everybody's out there having a good time that was lucky enough to get tickets but 
every artist comes and wants to stay all weekend. Yeah, it's sit, great. Sit around and play music and talk, and they want to enjoy the weekend and the fellowship as well. So that's what really makes it special. Um, but from the Wolfpen, find those at the Kicking on the Creek Facebook page, CV Sciences plus CBD Oil social media. You're going to be able to see all that there. As it comes out, there's one video out, like I said, Buffalo Wobs, that's from the Wolfpen, and then there's the um, – Wolfpin Branch music video, basically, that's promoting Kicking on the Creek and just kind of telling that story. So that's really cool. Uh, from there, we went to Colorado. You trekked out in the Wolf van? No, I flew out on Sunday. I had a, an event here in town I couldn't miss, so I stayed in here and then flew out Sunday, and the show was Monday night. By the way, selling out Red Rocks on a Monday night, first time. Granted, you had the great Robert O'Keen in Town Mountain with you, but still, it was a mass exodus like you said flying yeah i saw wooks t-shirts i saw a tower i saw you know my buddies my buddies because i was already out there my buddies were texting me uh they're like laid back country pickers on my plane yeah <laughs> oh did uh and byron the kicking on byron roberts from kicking on the creek said this is the biggest hillbilly migration since the gold rush yeah because <laughs> there's at least a thousand kentuckians that i think out so there. at least easy and how cool was that Layback came out and played a tune of his called party line uh, to kick off Tyler's set at Red Rocks. He did the same thing at, at the Ryman, at and the Ryman, granted, yeah. Tyler was the opener uh, for Margo, but, I mean, Laidback is Tyler's social studies teacher. From high school. From high school. I think I was telling my friends that he was a science teacher, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care what the subject was. Like, they taught him kind of how to play guitar as, as well. Or Start teaching him guitar. And basically, basically, just Tyler would write a song and bring it to him, and he would ask he would ask for a critique, you know, and Laidback would ask him to write with more depth or – Think more. Think more. And, yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's incredible. That's just crazy. Because I saw Red Rocks. I saw Sturgill, who, you know, there's a sign poster and a $20 ticket from Third and Lindsay on that wall right there. Because I was like, this guy's changing music. Obviously, he's been producing Tyler. And I think, I, I really think he's trying to put together like a little stable of people. And even if it's just not, you know, under the same label or whatever, they're all just like minded people, kind of like the high women. Which I think is really cool. Really cool. Um, I could see Sturgill just being like, "I'm going to be the Dr. Dre of this new era of music, you know, and just do all this crazy stuff with all these badass musicians." So, I think that's cool. But Colorado, we started off with at Cervantes. Talk about some of the people that uh, that we saw there. They had a thing called Appalachia on the Rocks, and shout out to them for having it. They raised money for charity, um, as well as having like six hours. Or eight hours almost of of uh, Kentucky music in Colorado in Denver at Cervantes Masterpiece, which is a big room. I think it's an eight or nine hundred cap room um, on a Sunday night. You know to have a big crowd like that. But uh, Eric Bolander was there. Chelsea Nolan, Josh Nolan, her brother, both killer from Eastern Kentucky. Rich Henderson from Alabama was there. Um, Padre Paul Handelman was there hanging out. He's a good guy from Texas. Um, the Wooks played, Layback Country Picker played, and the local Honeys played. So it was this kind of showcase of uh, Eastern Kentucky and Central Kentucky music. Uh, I got to sing a song with the Wooks, which was a blast to play with those guys again. Um, Layback Country Picker played Sex and Candy <laughs> with a bluegrass awesome. band. You know, it was it was killer. Um, yeah, my buddy referred to it as the uh, rehearsal dinner for tyler's red rocks wedding That's you know awesome. like it really was because he was like everyone here is from kentucky it's like they just had to have a play it's like yeah. it's what you do when you have a wedding weekend the rehearsal dinner is really so 
uh, you know, and sometimes it's only the people in the wedding and sometimes it's a bigger party, but it's like, so everyone has something to do that first night that they're there, especially the immediate family oh, yeah. and everything. And anyway, that's kind of what that was. It was the immediate family for yeah, sure. That's what I thought. Uh, Colonel Tony Moore was there. The guy that designed the poster that's sitting around here. Yeah, somewhere. you got the poster. He shipped them. You shipped me one yesterday, but he's an amazing artist. Uh, if you don't know his work, follow him on the internet. Uh, Colonel Tony Moore and his wife's amazing. Great person. Great people. Um, it was killer, man. I, I can't I, – I have a unique perspective on it, I think. Yeah. Um, as someone that played for free with Tyler Childers a lot, I got lucky. I met this kid. I had a venue in town. He came in. We had coffee. We drank an L8, and we started listening to each other's music and playing music, and I was a banjo player, and he liked, you know, hillbilly music. I liked hillbilly music. But just to have – I don't know. I feel like I've always thought my dad was really cool because he hung out with Waylon Jennings. And now I'm like, wait a second. When I'm like 50 or my kids, hopefully they're yeah, going to they be are. like, whoa, my dad knew Tyler Childers. My friends think I'm cool because I know you. And you know Tyler. <laughs> so that's, that's it's exactly It's so weird, though, you know? And it's like Mantle and Orange. They just played two nights sold out at the Ryman. Badass. Sir. And and I met them on a bluegrass cruise, and we jammed way too much. And they've been to our house. You know, it's just – all these cats that we meet along the way are now um, setting themselves up to be remembered in, yeah. a, in a big way for what they're doing. All right, hold that thought. We've got to take one break. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls. When we come back, we're going to be talking more with Arthur Hancock, musician. We'll be right back after yeah, these man. messages. You're listening to the Hemp Happy Hour with Josh Hendricks, powered by CV Sciences. CV Sciences is a hemp-derived CBD company working closely with universities, farmers, processors, and organizations to develop a domestic supply chain for their already popular product lines, Plus CBD Oil and Purified Liquids. You can check out all their products at pluscbdoil.com and learn more about the company at cvsciences.com. We wouldn't be able to do this show without the support of CV Sciences, and because of that, we are offering all of our listeners 10% off all purchases on pluscbdoil.com using the code HEMPHAPPYHOUR. Plus CBD oil products are offered in a variety of delivery systems and flavors to suit your preferences. We are proud of our affordable and innovative selection, ranging from topicals to tinctures to concentrated oils. I use it every day, and you can too. So go to pluscbdoil.com and use the promo code HEMPHAPPYHOUR to get 10% off your purchases and join the evolution. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemp Happy Hour special edition from Josh's apartment with Arthur Hancock, formerly of the Wooks, currently of Arthur Hancock, <laughs> alive of from Arthur Hancock, uh, alive from Hillbilly Central. Hillbilly Central. Uh, but we are just talking music today. No hemp, talking music, and we had to take a quick pause because I thought I had a conference call. Uh, and we wanted to plug a, you know, be able to fit an ad in there. Uh, if you're looking to advertise on the Hemp Happy Hour, you can reach out to me, uh, HendrixHemp at gmail.com or DM me on the Instagrams or find Mary, Mary Clark, who is uh, now producing this show. She will love that if you reach out to her <laughs> on any of the Hemp Happy Hour uh, Instagram social media stuff and want to advertise with us. Uh, we can certainly work something out. But all episodes are brought to you by Plus CBD Oil. 
one of the leading brands in hemp-derived CBD throughout the country. You can find it in over 5,000 retailer stores or at, or at pluscbdoil.com. You can check them out there or find out more about CB Sciences at cbsciences.com. All music brought to you by the Wooks. That was uh, most likely, I don't know what Mary's going to plug in there, but I'm assuming she's still throwing Wookie Foot Shuffle in there as the intro and outro song. Um, but lots to talk about. We we went to break there. We were talking about just this wild world we're living in, where some of these people used to come and stay at, you know, Wook Manor. Uh, the, the, just how far it's come. You were saying you, know, you used to think your dad was cool because he knew Waylon Jennings, but like people definitely think you're cool because you know Tyler. I mean, we saw I saw C.J. Kane, guitar player from the Wooks, at the show at Red Rocks, and the tickets he got were his wedding gift from Tyler. You know, to go yeah. out there. So. It's it's become this small world that's become so much bigger because, to your point earlier, I was in um, Knoxville right before I went out to Colorado, talking with some hemp folks, and they were like, "Man, yeah, we saw Tyler Childers at, uh, you know, whatever their festival is in Knoxville there yeah. a couple of years ago, and we had one guy had gone up to Railbird just because of Tyler, and I was like, oh yeah, you, I've I've met Tyler. <laughs> it's like it's that's a thing. Like we're part of this little circle of friends that." have all just kept rising and rising, I think, as as these Kentuckians and this little niche of music has. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I was talking earlier just about playing with Tyler, you know, and watching him grow as an artist and a songwriter. He crushed it at Red Rocks. I've seen a lot of shows, and I'm an artist, and I play music, and I always typically want to go home and write and practice when I go to a show. I was into that big time, you know. Um his band is killing it right now. They're all killer guys, great people. It's so cool. Um, well, so talk about that show at Red Rocks because I don't know how to do it justice. I, I mean, yeah. Byron said he was speechless afterwards, which I thought was the best answer. But, I mean, I saw Sturgill there two years ago, and I love Sturgill. Shout out Miles Miller, who's stayed at the Manor. Yeah. Uh, Sturgill's drummer. Uh, that, that was killer because when I saw Sturgill at Red Rocks, I'd seen him at 3rd and Lindsley when it was the whole, you know, high top mountain and they had just released um the second album and which was like the pink floydy kind of you know that that's what really grabbed me and that's what really got me into sturgill and then when he came to uh lexington at the opera house they brought in the amy winehouse horns and had that whole th- kind of thing going then i saw him at um red rocks and I was like, well, you know, how's this going to be different? Everything's been kind of different so far. And that was when he had just been touring with Guns N' Roses and he came out and just wailed on the electric guitar for two hours. And I was like, that's how it was different. Dude. That's amazing. Then I've seen him, you know, I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl and I saw him at Riverbend, which Hollywood Bowl was cool um, just because I hadn't seen him in a while. And Riverbend, or that was the last time, one of their last shows before they went on this big break. But Riverbend was cool because that was like he had never played there and that was where we all grew up going to oh, see the big biggest shows. bands and stuff. So all very unique in their own way. But so I thought, you know, that that concert at Red Rocks was the best show I'd ever seen. And then Tyler just came out. And I mean, I don't even remember that show that well anymore. <laughs> the Sturgeon one. I went back and saw the videos and like the lights and all the, the production of Tyler's show like really just out like just was way better than Sturgill's and I <laughs> you can say that because you were there I wasn't there so I won't be held to that opinion yeah but that's incredible I mean the lights the it was well done yeah somebody had listened to Tower's music I don't know if he had hired a light guy or what but um he was pumping it and um the band 23 and, songs 
Is that what they played? Yeah. Yeah, they played great great music and uh the breadth of Tyler's work as far as songwriting and melody, it's incredible. Like he he writes to melody, he and that's like the most powerful thing you can do as an artist, I think. Um Well, so I've tried to say to people, you know, I, I I love art. I love a good a good artist painting or sculpture or anything like that. But obviously, I think music is art, and I think I've told people. I guess I, to me, the ultimate form of art would be to write a song, do all the music, or compose it, and then actually, you know, get up there and perform it in front of people. That's like bearing your soul to people. You know, that that's the most artistic thing I can think of. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's an it's an invigorating thing. But that. Yeah, man, Red Rocks. That was like a, you know, I had a buddy there, Big Dan the Wook from Colorado. He's a great guy. He was talking in the parking lot before we got there, like two, had a big jam, tailgated. All these Kentuckians were there early. It was it was great. But Dan was talking about Red Rocks was an Indian site, you know, it was a cultural heritage site. Right. And uh, it definitely reflected in the show that night. People were freaking out. Yeah. And how cool was it that you were like three rows behind me? I was going to say, we went all the way out there and I was, you were like three, four, four people down and three people, or four people to my left and three rows down. And then Galen, the original mandolin player from the Wooks, was literally at the end of my row with uh, Mary Grace. Yeah. It was, <laughs> was like, great. hey, what's going on? Running into friends everywhere, people, people having a great time, you know. It was awesome. It was kind of, I mean, to, to our, I think the point of this, it was kind of the culmination of what we've seen since we moved into Wook Manor. I mean, that back then, Tyler was doing openings at Qdoba. Yeah, he played at Qdoba, like he played at Al's Bar, and I remember the first time that Al's like got packed for Tyler, and we were like, whoa, Al's Bar is a teeny place. You I know? think, I think, um, I think we saw him play at Al's Bar, but also we saw him somewhere else where we were like, oh, he's about to blow Water up. Man. In Richmond, Kentucky, were you yeah. there? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the night where I was like, "This is going to get serious." Because he, had, like, people knew his knew the words to his songs. The he girls wasn't were really out there. Yeah, like it was. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's the other thing that happened at Red Rocks. Somebody took a great picture. The way the lights reflect off the rocks and stuff, and people are, you know, kind of like a staircase of people's heads going up in a, at an angle. But the way the light reflects, and everyone's just staring at the stage. Like they were, and that's how I felt that whole show was. Everyone was either staring at the stage in a trance, just listening, mm-hmm. or they were singing. Yeah, there was there was no in between. Like there was, I mean, everyone was having a good time. But that's what like Tyler's music has moved people to where like we remember the words, and we there's there's songs that he hasn't released that aren't available on iTunes that people know the words to. Yeah, because of YouTube, man, it's crazy. <laughs> it's wild, and and that's something we've talked about. I mean, I I often find myself going to YouTube to try to listen to a show or. You know, listen to even a song that somebody recorded on their phone via video because I love the sound of the live music. I love the energy that it brings. It's great. <coughs> Excuse me. So with all that, that's kind of where we wanted to culminate this conversation is just if you're out there listening, there's a handful of people you need to be listening to. So, I mean, I think we know about Sturgill Simpson, Tyler. They're both touring next year. If you get a chance, go see them. I mean, I think – it's there's a guy in North Carolina. Shout out Josh Mays, uh, Scott Profiter, all these people in the hemp industry. They're starting. Like I was sitting in, um, I was sitting in Denver earlier this year, and I was playing Arlo McKinley, and I, it was just like a playlist that I had, and he's on there, and it was cycling through, and he happened to be the guy on. 
Josh Mays and Scott Proffitt are both walked in and they're like, who the hell's playing Arlo McKinley out here? Because they're from North Carolina and, you know, that I, don't, I didn't know Josh at all. I've known Scott for a little while. And I was like, that's, and Scott knows me and he's like, of course it's you because he knows I'm always trying to find a good show and stuff. And Josh and I met right then and there and we just connected. And so Josh is like, oh, dude, he's like, you know, some people like have drug problems and gambling problems <laughs> and uh, drinking problems and stuff like that. He was like, when I like turn my brain off, he's like, I just go online and watch people play music. And I was like, really? He's telling me about Whiskey Myers and all these different people that I'd heard, maybe not put names to the songs through Spotify at my girlfriend's house and stuff. I mean, it's just like music really does connect people. And so like he, I bet he texts me three times a week with the new person to listen to. Cause like, that's what he does. He's like, I have a problem. <laughs> He's like, you know, that's all I do is just search for new music. And he finds all these obscure people on the YouTube, but like YouTube really has made it to where you can do that. And like I said, it's crazy how many songs Tyler has out there that aren't on an album. He's anyway. a great writer. And yeah. It's, there's only more to come. It's crazy. He just keeps writing great songs. But if you don't know, I would say just look at like the show bill for kicking it on the creek and just check out those exactly. artists. Exactly. Because Byron really takes his time and and really works hard to put artists out there that he respects and enjoys, and he's got great taste. So anybody that's on that kicking it bill, look them up on YouTube, buy their records, you know, give them to your mom for Christmas. Yeah, I was trying to think of it. I, to listen to this podcast, we dropped so many names. The only people I I guess Billy Strings. Yeah, we hadn't talked. I'm sure, about we've Billy. left a ton of people off. There's obviously. a ton of killer artists, but Billy's crushing right now. He's put out a new record on Rounder. Uh, you know, he's he's one guitar player of the year and new artist of the year at the International Bluegrass Music Awards. You know, so he's on the rise. And a lot of people in the Tyler group, you see people posting about Billy Strings and Tyler and how they wish they'd play together and stuff like that. That's another cool way. If you like, if you're a big fan of Tyler's or whoever, there are these fan groups where people will then kind of, you see some dots being connected. Like, Hey, by the way, what about this guy? They have a lot of rules too. Like, Oh yeah. No, no hatred, no hatred. And, and obviously like no self promoting, definitely no scalping of kicking on the Creek tickets. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny it's, it's yeah, issue funny. this year. Um, but so what's next? Tell, give the give the audience more what's coming, what's coming in the world that they should try and just jump in and be a part of. Well, Tyler sold out two nights, I think, at the Pikeville uh, Arena in Pikeville, Kentucky. None of us got tickets because we were at Kicking It on the Creek. Um, I'm sure we'll try and find our way in there, but <laughs> he's playing New Year's in Eastern Kentucky. Um, you know, is the that's New, New Year's in Pikeville, right? Yeah. Is the is the Landmark Inn still in Pikeville? I don't know. We should stay there. So the Landmark Inn, we used to go where there's a high, first golf tournament of every year until they moved the golf season back into August for high school golf when you played for the high school team, which I had started in seventh grade. Uh, you get to the first tournament was in Pikeville every year. They had that beautiful nine-hole course there, Green Meadow Country Club. <laughs> Shout out to the Walters twins that will never hear this. but uh, <laughs> let's, I grew up playing golf with those guys and hanging out in Pikeville. Uh, but every year we would go and stay at the Landmark Inn, and they had a slide. Which was the, supposedly a big deal, but when you get there, it's just on the second floor, and you slide down into the pool, but it's just one big concrete chute. Yeah. And I swear to you, this kid, I can't even think of his name right now, he went off the slide the night before the golf tournament and hit his feet on the bottom of the pool, and it bruised his heels. And the next day, he, he couldn't play in the 18. golf tournament. No, he just didn't play. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, they made a kid drive up that morning and take his spot. He had to get up at like four in the morning and drive up, because wow. like, we were like, what are you doing? It's like a... 
you know, like I said, a second story slab. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Pikeville, shout out to Pikeville on New Year's Eve. Pikeville New Year's Eve, the Wooks are doing Wookaween oh, for yeah. charity um, at uh, the Burl in Lexington. So that's another thing. I'm, I'm, I just donated a gift basket to that uh, oh, for the thing. Cause, so talk about Candid because that's a cool thing that you started that you guys started. With yeah, the for Wooks. sure. We met uh, some really great folks from Colorado. When we played a ranch out in near uh, Lions with the Steve Kane Rangers. They had an event. And we met Diana Ralston and Sarah Levitt from the Candate Foundation. Um, they're the nonprofit arm of Oscar Blues Brewery from Longmont Lions area, Colorado. And they do a number of different things. They have a trails program where they maintain and improve hiking trails. They have a bicycle program where they give bikes to underprivileged kids. Um, Reeb bicycle brand. If you want a nice mountain bike, Reeb makes killer bikes. That's beer backwards. That's Reeb is uh, uh, their bicycle brand. It's pretty cool. Um, like the name. Then they do um, waterway cleanups. I'm going to do one maybe this fall if I can get it together. Here? Where, yeah, in Strokes Creek where you like go out and pick up tires and trash and whatever you can find and clean up the creek. You know, nice. That, be cool and then they also do the tunes program which is i think the cool one because i'm a musician um where you go to schools you donate instruments and they buy these instruments and you just are the kind of the the liaison or the the ambassador for their program and you perform and talk to these kids yeah there's cool videos of you guys playing for like third and second graders and third graders that are getting 50 new instruments so that we can keep these music programs going i mean it's great I was joking around. We were talking. My girlfriend was like, "I can't believe you never played an instrument." My dad plays the piano like a maniac by ear, and she. I was like, "I think I played the recorder once." You know, like I, you know, I don't remember us having super strong music programs growing up. I'm sure we did. I just didn't take advantage of it. But that's something that we need to obviously keep going. That's where I started. Was uh, Terry Brad Terry was his name? I think uh, Mr. Terry. Mr. He was Terry. my music teacher. Uh, in middle school, and, and uh, Brad Becker from Sarah School taught me how to play guitar in the cafeteria. I remember taking lessons as like a 10 or 11-year-old in school, you know. So the more we can do that, um, the more that kids will become the next generation of musicians because as someone that's made a living in music, and I'm going to try to do that going forward, um, it just starts with like one spark, you know. My dad played. He had a bunch of friends that played. It all inspired me. But it it doesn't take long for a kid to really get consumed by it and then become the next great artist. And so that's called can tell spell that Candade. Out so C A N apostrophe D A I D Candade Foundation. You can find them on the internet, on Instagram, Facebook. The website's great. They have a number of tunes ambassadors. I'm a tunes ambassador. It's really cool. I'm going to hopefully do uh, some stuff with them. Um, I got a really cool project I'm working on with them for my next album. We'll talk about that on a future episode. Hopefully I can come hang. Um, But they're great. You need to check them out. Uh, If you know of a school program in your area that you think would benefit, reach out to them. They might be able to get them them in there and get an artist to stop by and donate some instruments and play some music for the kids. It's really fun. And, you know, that's been really cool when I got to play with the Wooks and, and even still to see these kids that are wearing merchandise that their parents are buying them and they're listening to the words and singing the words, posting videos of this kid in the booster seat in the back seat singing yeah, a song I love that. <laughs> of Tyler or the Wooks or the local Honeys or, you know, it's incredible. And 
Yeah, it's like my buddy. There's something happening in here, and that's why, like, the whole point of the hemp happy hour, uh, obviously, to talk about hemp. But it really, like I said, I, I don't have the time to write a book or anything like that. But I wanted to document all the shit that's happening in the hemp industry because it's wild. We'll look back at this and think it was crazy. The there'll West. be ups and downs and all these ebbs and flows. But just documenting what's happening, and I've I need to be more regular about it. And I'm trying to get better. Audience out there, there's like this will be the fourth of. Four episodes that come out in two weeks, so I got to try to keep some kind of flow going. Um, but that's that's what I think. You know, I wanted to get you on to talk about this. You've been on before, but I really think there's something happening here. I'm trying to hopefully convince you to do a music podcast. Yeah, um, this know, is fun. From the man, it's easy just sit around and talk. I mean, from the manor, you'd have to get a bigger thing with more headphones. But trying to have bands on. I mean, I listened to that Sturgill Simpson. Uh, and all of it, he had Miles and the rest of the guys in his band on the Joe Rogan podcast, and they obviously just sit around and get stoned and talk for two hours. Not saying you should do that. Maybe take some CBD, uh, but plus CBD, that is. But, um, you know, I mean, I gave out a bunch of CBD to the artists because I do think CBD has a big place in this music thing. I mean, no offense, but, like, music musicians live a pretty hard life. They're on the road. They're probably not eating as healthy. Like, it's at least a step in the right direction to just, like we, like we say, trying to achieve that balance of – the highs and lows. Sergio was talking about the extreme adrenaline highs of performing live and the the crash when you come off the road and like he was, we were saying earlier, how unhealthy that is, but how much happiness it provides. And so, I, I think there is there's an there's something here to capture. People want to be more in tune with the music. It's like I keep telling you about this live stuff. Like we got to figure out how to record live albums and you know get this shit out there because it's so cool how big of an opportunity there is. But then I hear the Sturgill talking about it and I'm like. Maybe he's right. Maybe less is more. Like maybe you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to oversaturate it like what we're seeing. Maybe with him, to be honest, uh, maybe less is more. And being more strategic about where what you do and how you do it uh, could be cool. But I do think there's such a. I mean, we met that guy from Rolling Stone, and like I said, I mean, just Capture Kentucky's doing such a good job of covering this stuff. Uh, I think there's a place out there for a, a hillbilly music. Uh, podcast well, let's do it man it'd be cool if i had all these interviews from the folks that have stayed there because we always had a blast it looks like it's pretty easy you push a couple buttons plug the old thing into the thing and yeah see if i can do it anybody can do it <laughs> Josh i'll say that. can do a podcast and we all can but um but between that and maybe stony point jamboree and then like i said maybe we do a muscle shoals style recording studio somewhere yeah i think we can can keep this train rolling Oh, for sure. And there's a great <laughs> artist coming up. There's a girl I met. She's like 19, uh, maybe younger than that. She's still in high school. Her name's Laura Helene. She won. They had an open mic shootout at the Steam Engine in Irving, Kentucky. If you're ever in eastern Kentucky, you go to Miguel's Pizza, you should check out the Steam Engine as well because they have great pizza and great food, and it's right in Irving, Kentucky, and they have a venue that's all kind of a product of this movement. You know, they have a venue now because people in Irvine are going to shows in Lexington, so they're doing them in Irvine. And think about that. Let's explain to the people out there. Irvine is a town the size of like 7,000 people. Yeah, I don't know how big that. it is, but it's small. It's a small town, and they have like a, a music bar. They have a place. That a killer bar. Do. Yeah. And a music room where they have shows. Yeah. And it's, they sell out. <laughs> All because of Byron and his family and, and the movement of Tyler. And, you know, I think the Wooks did have a big part in that. And yeah. It's really cool. Um, but Laura Helene, she won the shootout. She's playing Kicking It on the Creek next year. She's this young girl writing songs and singing, like calling her the Appalachian Adele, you know. So there's all these young artists, and 
Um, yeah, Josh mentioned the Stony Point Jamboree. If you're on the Instagram, check it out, STP Jamboree. I have shows there. Uh, if you're from BMI or ASCAP and you want me to pay you to have shows, they're private. <laughs> it's a private party. We're having private parties, but I- I'm working on some stuff, man. I hope it comes together in the next few months. I can't talk about it yet, but if it comes together, we'll have to get together and talk about it because I'm trying to yeah. promote music and play music and bring it all together. And I think a podcast would be a great way to. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I think that's what you've done, you know, inadvertently, right? Like Byron didn't mean to create this movement. It just kind of happens. And, you know, I think that's happened with the Wooks. And I think, I mean, the Wooks, uh, we've told the story before. I mean, you guys were just randomly set, you know, kind of ended up playing a show together. And you were like, we're the Wooks. Yeah, I said in the parking lot after we played a bourbon, like a bourbon tasting at Keeneland in the in the sales pavilion. Yeah, just went out there and played jam and jammed and went kind of went with it, you know. And afterwards, we we're like, that was a lot of fun. And they were like, what should we call it? And I was like, well, I've said Wook uncontrollably for like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> we should just we should just call it the Wooks, man. And that's totally what happened. Yeah. So and now people will talk wear t-shirts with it on it and it cracks me up every time i see it man. well so that's so he has a shirt that we that he made that's just a gray t-shirt that says wooks and black letters across the front just like you would see uh like a little league baseball team yeah. back in the 90s when we were doing it and i wear it because it's like i have probably five of them but <laughs> they're so comfortable i wear yeah it's super soft kind of like the plug the join the evolution t-shirts i see those like roddy wears his all i'm like they're so comfortable yeah i'm like how many of those do you have he's like i have three <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean they, you wear it all the time so i'm in california like going on a little walk with charlie shout out to charlie the dog uh, <laughs> uh go to walk with charlie and like you can see these people in california look at me they're just wearing a shirt that says whoops yeah <laughs> they're like what is that what is going what on what is that but no, it's been uh, it's been a, a wild ride. It's been so cool to see from the periphery, kind of the rise of the Wooks, the rise of Tyler Sturgill, just becoming like a world dominator somehow. Uh, maybe it was those three hundred shows a year he did for a yeah, while. He but um, you know, I think Ty- I think everyone's going to benefit from him, like Tyler. Everybody that's underneath his little umbrella is going to benefit from the knowledge he has of. No, you're not going to go burn yourself out. I need you to. Like they talk about that in the Defiant ones, right? People, um, you know, when music went out because of Napster, and I promise we're going to wrap this up soon. But cool, I'm having a great time. When when music went out, beca- or buying music went out because of Napster, all of a sudden people had to tour more, and because they were on the road so much, they stopped writing quality music. Mm-hmm. And I think taking that back, and you know, we all want live music all the time because we want to be entertained, but the quality of the music when you can come off the road and really focus on the writing and, you know, have that downtime, how important that is. And I think just listening to that Joe Rogan podcast, Sturgill's like, Oh yeah, that's super unhealthy. And he's like, when I'm off the road, I'm really lazy. So it gives me time to think and actually expand. He's always writing, but really like turn it into recorded music. And Mm -hmm. that's, I didn't think about this either. I want you to talk about this. I'm glad this this came up. Uh, (laughs) It does like, I think I saw the Tyler interview on Spotify where he was like, you know, I mean, writing a song, he's like, you got to come up with something. I usually come up with, you know, a, a line and then I put it to music and it turns into a song and sometimes it's at home. And But he's like, then you have to really decide before you put it out there, is this something I'm willing to play a lot forever? You yeah. know, like they, like how annoying do I think this song's going to be in two years? It happens, man. When you play those songs over and over again, it does get old and you got to keep progressing as an artist and and 
you're making new music. It's just you can not have to play the same thing over and over again, <laughs> even though people love it, you know? Well, and that's like, I think, the timing of that too. Like, everybody's so anticipating the next thing. And then, like, the people that don't like, that didn't like uh, Tyler's new album, for the, I mean, what, how long did that last? A week? It's yeah. the same thing with Sturgeon. Like, once you actually hear it, and it's the, you know, I think that you just, if people that expect the same thing are so narrow minded. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, there was like a backlash uh, when Tyler put out White House to the version. For those that are listening and like Tyler Childers, the version of White House Road that you listen to from Red Barn Radio, we literally rehearsed at a fellow named Scott Wilmoth's house for like an hour and a half and went and recorded a radio show that is now like in the world of Tyler fandom, immortalized on a vinyl. <laughs> and that's Arthur Hancock singing, singing backup tenor. and playing banjo. Yeah, I was playing, and, and my banjo's out of tune on Charleston Girl. It's like this rough, it's killer. It's great music. Tyler's amazing. But um, it's just funny that it's like now. Yeah. They're like, oh, Sturgill overproduced it, man. <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't. He made it. <laughs> he gave it, you know, he gave it some real, some balls. You know, I can say whatever I want. We're on a podcast, huh? Yeah. But he gave it some like People real. People said worse on here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but he, you know, he, he did the song justice and it sounds killer. I love yeah. that Tyler plays it first too when he plays live because that was like his big song off the first record, you know. For yeah, most folks. people go nuts. And so he's like, well, I'm just going to play that first and get it out of the way. Well, I liked it uh, at uh, Railbird, the house fire, because there's like a, a long buildup to when the electric guitar comes in, mm-hmm. and that place just erupted. It was it was wild. It was so cool. It was cool. Man, this has been great. Lots going on. Kentucky music. If you're out there listening, for, certainly thank you for listening. I'm sure you're into the hemp industry, and that's amazing. There's The hemp industry has exploded. That's the reason this podcast exists. Uh, the reason I get have a job and get to put food in my mouth, so I'm pretty pretty happy the hemp industry is kind of working working uh, these days. But the other thing that's happening is this new music scene. We've talked about all these artists. You can rewind or go back and listen. Go look at my Facebook page, like Arthur said. Go look at the Kicking on the Creek Bill. Um, you know, of artists that you should be thinking about listening to because you're going to see them. You're going to hear about them if you're not already. Uh, you're gonna if you're into music. That is, you should certainly check them out. But this has been the Hemp Happy Hour, live from or recorded from. I always say that wrong because I'm used to doing that radio show. I got to get out of that <laughs> You'll thing. You'll be good, man. Uh, but recorded from Josh's apartment in downtown Lexington, Kentucky, on a dreary Monday afternoon. Uh, this is one of five episodes that'll come out in, in October, uh, and then I'll probably have the latter part of October. We'll start recording again with some hemp folks and get some updates. I'll be in Nashville for the hemp uh round table meetings and we'll get some stuff there uh going out to supply side in a couple of weeks we'll talk about that in, in uh, the latter shows and then i will be recording live from the hemp industry association conference in no early november uh down in charlotte north carolina look at hiacon.com h-i-a-c-o-n.com uh, for more information there with that thanks bro it's music y'all it's great to be here